3D6 down the line. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Britannica YouTube channel and our Dolmenwood, our ongoing Dolmenwood campaign, episode seven. Tonight, we have me, your referee, John, going around the horn once again. We have Mike playing Elfric Burthistle, the magic user. David playing Snell the Hunter is dead to us and was not able to attend. Uh, Probably the poorest player I've ever had the displeasure of playing with, so he can basically go jump off bridge. And we have Matt playing Halifax Swinney, the Squire. And we have Ted playing Argus Dreger, the Fighter, with a what now? Con 5, that's right, everybody. Con 5. <laughs> Constitution of 5 for the Fighter. <clears throat> And we, we should say for people that are not very good at sarcasm that we're not really mad at David. He had a date <laughs> or something. Yeah, he's like and skiing or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. That yeah. takes I, precedence. That I, takes I, precedence. Hate, I hate David. I'm glad he's gone. Something much better for his health <laughs> than the rest, what the rest of us are doing. Uh, all right. So speaking of looting his corpse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. You mentioned it. <laughs> so uh, last we left our intrepid adventurers, you... Um, we're planning on going to Castle Brackenwald to uh, to uh, inquire of the bishop there. Um, should he be able to um, take this the death rot away from um, Elfric, Snell, and Halifax? Um, prior to doing so, you guys had come back victorious from bringing um, Lady Violet back to her mother, Lady Haramore, which is fantastic. You were well rewarded for such. Um, uh, the the one of the rewards that she gave you was this writ that would allow you to gain audience with the bishop sanguine, um, otherwise who would otherwise be completely inaccessible to the likes of you. Um, but uh, that night, as you were celebrating your victories and going carousing, we had one Halifax Swinney who divested himself of, the, of his oaths for the night and uh, <laughs> got super <Absolutely>. loose. <laughs> um, and uh, we rolled on the carousing mishaps table and something uh, uh, surprising happened uh, but for everybody, including myself, is that he was given a... Uh, in, a in a moment of crisis, he uh, was um, saved at the last minute by some otherworldly force and was given a quest... Uh, that he must obey or forever be cursed if he doesn't follow it. So I want to retcon, uh, run, go back just a little bit because I've had the time now to figure out what all that was about. Um, and so, uh, real, real quick, basically what happened was is that you were jumping around town in pre-wart, bar, bar hopping everywhere, like you got just having a drink, one does. a drink or six in every single establishment in town, as you do in pre-wart. This is very true. And uh, lo and behold, at one point in the night when you were well and truly into your cups, you uh, found yourself at the Oaf and the Oast, which is the tavern, right? Where you were, where you were roundly um, dismissed whenever you inquired about baths, right? Um, back in the first episode. Now, uh, but it was hopping that night because the, the, the drink was flowing. Heg is bitter. Now, what happened was, is that uh, you got way too drunk and you happened to stumble into the back room of the Oaf and the Oast. And you witnessed Hegged himself, Hegged Axminster, and two other very shady-looking fellows. Definitely definitely the kind of men who'd probably be from Dreg, you think to yourself as you peer over at your drinking companion, Argus Dreger. <laughs> that was exchanging cool. coin with a member of the Ale Guard in the back room. The Ale Guard being the town guard of Prigwart. Right. So you're kind of, you, you probably at that point couldn't even put two and two together. But for whatever reason, 
you were caught eavesdropping on this exchange that was going on in the back room. Um, they assault you, basically. All of them, including the ale guard. How dare they! They pin you to the ground. You quickly sober up uh, when a uh, a rusty notched shiv is placed up against your neck. Um, and a stinking uh, yellow-toothed face uh, is pressed into yours with someone behind him encouraging him to slit your throat before uh, before he tells anybody else about what he just saw, right? And that's when basically you lost control of all of your bodily functions and you started... <laughs> nobly, nobly, of course. <laughs> yes, you started praying very, very hard. Um, and uh, lo and behold, you first mistook it for God, perhaps a, a manifestation of the prophet uh, Asaya herself. Um, but whatever it was, what it appeared to be was a tall, beautiful woman with a star upon her brow, wearing uh, long, flowing white robes, uh, and sort of giving off like a, this like sort of white, uh, unearthly glow, basically, manifested, basically, in front of you. Um, you thought that only you were seeing it, but you saw the rest of the ruffians actually back away as well and scatter off um, as this, this ghostly vision um, manifests in front of you. And she says to you in a lilting, beautiful voice um, and looking deeply down into your eyes, and she says, Bring to me the bronze ring which you seek, fair knight, and my heart will be yours. A door to fairy lies beneath the burial mound, and the ring is the means by which to gain entrance. Find me, my love. She says. <laughs> and, then, and then disappears. As she's leaving, I had him. I, it was, <laughs> I, was, I just had him right where I, right, right where I wanted him. <laughs> Damn, boy. What's your charisma? <laughs> High enough. <laughs> At that point, so uh, the only reason you th uh, so you feel in the morning that you are compelled, right, um, uh, to finish out this quest. You can feel like a great doom upon you in the morning, um, and that that in the fact that the ruffians themselves seem to have witnessed the appearance of this woman are the only two things that uh, make you think that this wasn't some sort of hallucinatory dream from something you drank. You know the previous night. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. St I'm still. I'm still not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, that is now up awesome. upon you as like a doom upon you. Uh, so under normal circumstances, of course, I would, you know, these kind of things. Like I, it's it's a spell, right? It's it's a it's a thing that happens to you that must that, that compels you to do this. Otherwise, I would never take away your agency like that is it is an agency taking away sort of spell but <laughs> it, it is what it is it's nasty uh so uh in terms of its effect upon halifax is it of sufficient uh strength or uh you know um importance that he no longer feels compelled to go find the nobbled mandrake well, that's up. How, how how driving is this? Like, do yeah, I feel like yeah, I'm going to die you, if I don't? It's something that you 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 have to kind of feel it out on your own. So you'll you'll have to take actions according to whatever you choose to do, and then I'll respond in kind about like how you know 
you know, like if, yeah. if there are any effects as if you turn aside from directly following. Kind of quest. like a, a compass. Like, yeah, yeah if, I, right. if I'm getting colder from where I, okay. Exactly, right. yeah. But you're going a farther away from the bronze ring, you suffer minus one to all things until you turn around or whatever. Yeah. Now, there's nothing stopping you from just looking up the quest spell in the book, right? But there's, um, but you know, so you you should know. I mean, it's not it's not a good thing should you try to to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, okay. Why don't I you mean, just uh, ask your Why don't you just ask your resident wizard? <laughs> I could. I I have to decide if he would keep this to himself or not. Let's see. Yeah. True. It's all. I guess it depends on whether you want to come back to Argus and be like, oh, I guess you were right. We got to go get the bronze ring. <laughs> or whether you want to be like. You know, admitting that Argus's is, is, uh, wisdom sees even further into the realm of fairy than you ever surmised. You know, it's well, he, be he, a tough call. I don't think it's it's going to be that hard to get him to 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 go for it because he was into that quest anyway. Like that's if, what I'm saying. Like if, if he hadn't known about the whole situation with Violet, he would have been all in on Halifax going there first. The difference is though, is that Halifax the the that the quest that was given to you by, by Malsemeyer was bring me the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now she's saying, that. "Bring me the ring." Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so which is uh, yeah, okay, but it's slightly different. New information, though, of course, is that she's saying that there is a door to fairy that lies, which I bet is what Musselmeyer wants anyway. So we might be able to work it out. Although I don't know if we're going to get paid by both sides. <laughs> no, we'll just have to find out. I'm sure there's a way to work it out. So just maybe so I know, maybe she's him in drag. <laughs> Ooh, just so I know, the quest to find that ring was down the main road south, correct? Hexes, yeah. Uh, and also, Brackenwald um, Keep or whatever, where the bishop is, is also to the south. Yeah, but a lot further away. It's different. Um, let me just switch to the other screen here. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, the mound, according to Mosselmeyer's map, was mm-hmm. right around here. Yeah. Okay. So I'm there is no it. road that leads to the to that burial mound. Yeah, and we we explored the hex immediately to the north of that, right? Uh, to the to the, I believe you did. Well, the yeah. only hex Can that you you've actually explored. Again, Say again. Can you ping it again for me? I'm sorry. Yeah. Right around here. Near, near the old lady on the map. Yeah, it's not an old lady. That's a hag. Because there's literally a place called Hag's Addle across the water. How dare you? She's just an old lady. So as for the hex to directly to the south of there, I don't think that you have... No. Think, I think we just yeah, I mean, searched the, the hex that was in Prigwart. Like... No, no, no. Yeah, no. You, Here, you did. Yeah, you only, you only searched... The only... Actual searching of hexes that you've done, I believe, is the one that Prigward is in initially. Hmm. Um, we examined hex eleven oh six. That's yeah, that's Prigward. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the location of the mound is in hex eleven oh eight. That is correct. Okay. See, taking notes, learning stuff from the DM. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, um, the road is unexplored, basically, in between us and the mound. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. also um, on not without roads, right? 
So uh, the weather today, it is the um, uh, 17th it, of Limewall. It is the 17th, and I believe we actually did roll for weather uh, icy and frigid. And below freezing. Yeah, so there's snow on the ground from this recent snowstorm, um, but it is um, packed down on the main road. So you uh, you can go on this. Although I did think I, I do think I said that the road itself might be a little bit difficult because there is snow on the ground, right? Yeah. So you did. So there will be a little bit of a uh, chance of getting lost, although it's not that bad because it's still like the main road, the horse eye road that goes between Pretty Ward and Castle Brackenwald. Um, right. If if we start seeing like trees right in the middle of our way, I mean, it seems like it... <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah, if, if you're squeezing through trees, I, I don't know the wagons go this way. That's true. That's true. Uh, but it is like, I mean, when I say road, it's not like some massive paved road. You know what I mean? I mean, the trees are sort of over yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. so there is still a chance. But um, uh, all you really need to do is actually make it safely to the refuge of St. Key, right? Which is about halfway there. Right. Um, now, the actual, should you be able to actually take your horses on a normal road on a normal day, it would only take you about four hours to get to Castle Brackenwald. But uh, we'll have to see how, what what goes on here. So, um, I, I think first thing in the morning we should try and go. I mean, we don't know we don't know that uh, Matt here is um, beloved of like a goddess or whatever the hell it is. So, I know I'm going to try and go get my death rot cured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, and I I think Halifax's first instinct would be got to take care of this ticket. Like, if I'm dead, I can't do it. Right, right. Okay, so uh, when you wake up in the morning, um, Alfric, uh, in addition to hearing the moaning of the dead, as you always do here in Prigbort, um, you also have a little bit of a cough. Um, and when you cough a little bit um, and you kind of look at the hand that you held up to your mouth, there's a couple of flecks of blood on your hand. Oh, that's never good. That's mm -hmm. Soon never my good. transformation to Raceland will be complete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I knew I pulled that from somewhere, and I couldn't remember where. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna just start kind of wearing red, what red robes with a big hood up. Yeah, there you go. I think Rayson had like a oh. con ten, like in the in the module. So that's saying something about Argus. I'll tell you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, is there anything else you want to do in town before you go? And uh, am I assuming too much that you're going along this road? Is it where we? Or is that where uh, no? I, I think we, that's what we discussed. The road yeah. is. I think I got all the supplies I needed yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm too broke to buy anything, so I'm just going to poach off their corpses when they die. Gotcha. So, what do you what do you need? You need you need some rations, right? Uh, according to my character sheet, which I've never updated since the first session, I have five days of iron rations. Oh, you'll be fine. We've been eating rations off the party fund pre up till now, so you're fine. And I I purchased some more, so I'm at. Uh... Yeah, I have more as well. Okay. Yeah, let's take the road. Okay, and you're taking your horses. Um, are you? Yeah, first yeah. thing in the morning, I mount up on my nightmare steed biscuit. <laughs> mount up on my nightmare steed turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and I, I mount the uh, the proud mandrake. Ah, nice mandrake turtle and uh, what, biscuit. Biscuit, biscuit the terrifying, biscuit the fierce, biscuit the red eyed. Turtle the slow and steady. Turtle the sure-footed. Uh, okay, and um, what was I going to say? Are you taking Ethel? 
Well, uh, I think we should, but these guys keep getting upset about how slow she is. I uh, I, I thought we were going to, like, uh, board her. Yeah, I thought yeah. we were, too, because speed is of the essence right now. Tettles. She's going to slow us down or get us lost or something. And we're not we're not going well, out to, to haul a bunch of gear. All right. Yeah, we can. Are, 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 are these are these mandrake roots or doubled mandrake? Is that like huge or something? Do we no. need to... two thousand pounds? No, they're not, 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 not that Wormspittle told you, anyways. Right. Okay. Yeah, we get there and it's like six feet across. God damn it! Following a road. <laughs> the challenge is it's not hard to find. It's just huge. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to eat fourteen pounds of it to get cured. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be. It would only be a chance of getting lost if you were in poor visibility so i think it's going to be fine with that and i, I remember right. well, like well, let's board the board ethel um at the at the the crumbled keep what's what's the in called the what's that clashed antler the, we, the clash yeah that's the one will they will they board her for a little bit who if you pay yeah i'll, I'll pay yeah spring for that ethel we can we yeah. can find a hostelry or whatever to uh, board the ethylid, right? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, let's call it the um, call it five silver a day, five silver a night. If we're not back in two weeks, you can keep her. <laughs> oh, because we'll be dead. Doggy's Donkey, <laughs> gonna be good eating. All right. All right. So, are we? Uh, oh, the other thing that we were thinking about doing was leaving some. Money with the um, the money lender for safekeeping. I took your use all of your money during your carouse check, bro. No, I've got I've got some left. Wow. And what I, what I'm wondering is if how much I want to bring as a potential like a bribe or something for this. Uh, job. Yeah, if you've got a hundred gold left or something like that, get along. Yeah, I bring can, it I all can... unless it's over cumbersome, you know. Yeah, well, it's definitely cumbersome, and if we do find anything else, I'm going to be like, well, whatever. I can't. Why don't you give something to me to hold on to for you? You're Fine, you're going to you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll let you two worry that apart. I've put mine in. The bank. I'm ready to go. Hey, I'm I, mem I, I memorized my brand new sleep spell for this trip. Oh, sleep. Okay. I will. I, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and bring the gold. I think. I think I'm probably going to regret that decision. The weight later but i just in case we need to bribe him uh, bribe the bishop or I, actually we don't know you know it's, if it's a him or a her i can't remember the bishop is a him we might need uh, to make an offering at the at the at the church for sure right but... and and if if not there and if we do have to go to the uh the boss dwarves we might yeah have somebody there too so I'll, I'll carry that and i i think uh hunter was going to bring some well he can worry about that later mike Hey, Mike. Hey, John, uh, point of reference. I didn't see any material components in the uh, spell descriptions. Are they, do they have those in this game? Uh, they do. It's just assume that... Well, no. That's a good question. I, I just know you need to have both of your hands free at all times to cast, okay. to cast spells. So what if you have a staff? A wizard can't cast spells with a staff? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Do, do, <laughs> do, do you have a staff? I do. I have a staff, but but the main thing is, is I mean, in old school D and D, the material components for a sleep spell is like literally sand. I assume that's not hard to get. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that sort of stuff. Uh, let me look it up. Here. Okay. Um, right. I'm glad you're memorizing the sleep spell, Mike, because you know, on these trips, I can never sleep. You know. I know. 
Yeah. It's well, if I'm going to use it for at the end of the night if we can't. Right. It's great. You know? <laughs> You're unfamiliar room. The bed's not comfortable. Just takes care of it. So it just says um, yep. casting spells. Character must be able to speak and move their hands. A spell caster cannot cast spells if gagged, bound, or in an area of magical silence. Uh, I'm uh, assuming then a staff is not a, not a breaker. Like, worst case scenario, you throw it down in front of you and cast your spell. Yeah, that shouldn't like be you, an issue. You wiggle your fingers and brookadabra. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I would assume for anything sort of wizardly, that's that's fine. It's just I don't want you, like, trying to cast spells when you've got a sack of gold over your shoulder or something like that. Or or, or even a torch in your hands wouldn't wouldn't work. You know what I mean? So sure. just be aware. Uh, okay. All righty. Okay, so uh, you mount up, got your war cold weather gear on, and it's very, very cold. Breath forms out in front of you as you take Biscuit, Mandrake, and Turtle out, and you pound out of the um, Horse Eye Gate, I think is what it's called, um, and you make your way east along the Horse Eye Road. And it Horse Eye, three amigos. What is, what is Horse Eye? Horse Eye. That's the eastern gate. But, no, but what is the word, Horse Eye? Horse Eye, an, the eye of a horse. Oh. The, the, eye of the old crumbling wall, Ted. The old crumbling wall that is around the city. What, what a whore uses to see. <laughs> Whore's eye. <laughs> Sounds like a bad beer. I, I think. I think I remember John describing that there was like some weird eye set into the wall, the crumbling yeah, wall. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. Okay, the horse eye gate. Yes, great. Got it. Yeah. But, okay. Well, that was the secondary wall that had the mirror shards that were on the other side. Oh, okay. Built by this strange eccentric, right? Who supposedly was going to raise up Bag Manor. Um, Weird. Okay. Yes. All right. So you make your way along the road and you travel for about, um, let's see, eh, probably about four or five miles down that road. Cold, pounding on the snow as you move through. Don't see any other travelers. Um, and now I need someone to. Roll for surprise, please. Um, so roll. Someone roll me a d6. I will roll it. All right. I'm going to use Albert, John. Okay. Beep. You should see it. Yes. Okay. Beep. All right. Um, so you are pounding along the road uh, when you. You almost miss it as you're, uh, well, you're probably not like galloping, but you're, you're trotting down the road um, and you almost miss it when you see like a little puff of snow actually sort of burst forth from um, the road itself and like a, like, uh, like crossing the road, like a little of, of snow. And then you see as it sort of falls down a little bit, you see that there is a line that is right there at the, at your horse's, um, Fetlocks? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't, whatever, That's a thing. Whatever would trip a horse. <laughs> um, right at that level. Um, and uh, you're able to rear in your horses before you you, go, you fly headlong from your saddles. Son of a bitch. And you rein up, okay. you rein up your horses and you hear from uh, two, you hear from one side of the road actually, from the eastern side, which would be to your left. Um, you hear a... Um, Halt! Go no further. And it's a woman's voice. And then you see like a bunch of uh, puffs of snow actually um, 
up here on either side of you and you see a, a whole bunch of fur draped beautiful women of all different uh heights and hair colors and uh physiques and so so forth um all rise out of the snow and train crossbows on all of you on either side they all have a very confident look in their eyes they're wearing any livery of any kind john they aren't they're all very uh dressed very very warmly purely for practicality's sake Good thing yeah. you put all your money safely in a bank, right, Halifax? <laughs> Damn it! It's noticeable. Yeah. It's noticeable that they are all um, quite striking. John, I hold up my cloth and give out a big, lungy, hacking cough. <laughs> <laughs> little blood running from the side of my mouth. And I hold up my cloth and I go, lovely ladies, come no closer. We are on our way south to Brackenwald, seeking, seeking a cure for a disease most foul. And we would not want you to get it. You see a couple of them look a little, you know, they, they kind of give you like a what? Like, and they look at each other. Off again, <laughs> this time I split. So you see one who's, um, uh, let's see. What does she look like? Where are you? Oh yes, okay. She's Tall. Not, she looks like me, but with less of a beard. Tall and elegant, um, with okay. long black hair, kind of with cruel eyes. Um, she kind of steps forward, and as some of her her companions or whoever they might be um, look askance at you, and she says, uh, "That'll be just fine, and you can go about your way if you like. But uh, first, we need to have all of your baked goods, please." My baked goods. Now, now. Baked. No hesitation, please. Not hesitating, my lady. However, the priests in Prigwart don't know how this disease is uh, spread. It could very well be on all of our baked goods as well as on our bodies and ourselves. You are welcome to have whatever food we can provide. Um, I do caution you, though, that rather than fill your tummies, it may fill your grave. She shakes her head. That's ah, so unfortunate that you don't have any of the fresh goods. We, we just well, rations just won't do, unfortunately. Ah, uh, uh, let's see. I I do still have some some non iron rations in my saddlebag, John. Uh, I, I would like. I mean, I don't have any croissants, nor a baguette, <laughs> or, or even a peasant loaf. But I I, I do have fresh flour. Would. Be- do you Would still that, have that Strasbourg? Do you still have that Strasbourg pie in your pocket? <laughs> oh, no, I'm afraid that didn't survive the carousing. <laughs> so he's just happy to see her. She after four or five loggers, you get hungry. She has her crossbow like cradled in one arm, and she kind of pulls out this long, like leaf bladed uh, knife, which she sort of like twirls idly in her hand. Um, it looks beautiful, like a stunningly worked blade. Right. Um, and she's like, well. We can't uh, let you. We can't let you pass without something. There is tolls, of course. So, let's say sure. perhaps uh, one gold from each of you, and we'll pass. But the handsome one over there, she looks at Master Swinney. A personal invitation, perhaps, to some further pleasure. Our house is only a bit just off the road to the south. You are more than welcome to join us. We have delicious goods there. All the best baked goods. Mother would be happy to whip you up something fresh. 
You could be at your ease. Lady, that sounds like a, a lovely offer. And uh, quite honestly, not one that uh, uh, I hear uh, all that rarely, frankly. Um, uh, however, our, uh, our, our business is uh, rather urgent. And um, I don't see... Uh, uh, I don't see any issue with uh, bringing a small bit of wealth with a few uh, lovely ladies such as yourself, but uh, uh, really it's only so that we can uh, minimize our time here out on the road. It's, it's cold and we've got places to be. All right then, have it your way. You're missing out though. Uh, just cough up the gold then, please. Uh, the gold each, she said, right? Please. Yeah, um, by all means. Uh, and as I'll start to hand it and do it, pull it back to saying, did you guys encounter a, a, a singer recently, a week or two ago, a guy who goes by the name of the Velvet Touch? The Velvet Touch? Uh, yeah, Master Carryman it was. Indeed, yeah. we met him the other day in Prigwart when we were selling our goods. We were selling Mother's Goods at, at uh, Collie. Indeed. And how is he? Well, can't say we've seen him in quite some time. Oh, all right, fine. Uh, here you go. I'll give her a gold piece. We we were quite okay. curious about uh, where he has gone. Where was the last place you saw him? Why, we uh, just took a... He took a liking to us in the market, and we just wanted to show our appreciation for his uh, fantastic voice, frankly, and we, we just had a good day out on uh, in Prigwart. Don't know what came of it. You didn't take him back to meet Mother, as you say? Sir, the questioning tone, I can't say that I abide it. Especially when I haven't received our payment from the other two. My apologies. We're looking for him for a friend. I take the gold piece. I polish it with my bloody cloth. (laughs) I'm like a clean spot. Spit on it, shine it. And then hit... Hold it out to them. All so there's um, nine of them. All nine of them move their crossbows over to you and train their crossbows on you. And they say, "You'll give us a nice coin." <laughs> I just cleaned it for you. <laughs> Enough of your I attitude, wanted, young man. The, I wanted to wipe all the evil humors off of it. Your friend. I'm afraid that he may be mistaken for a porcupine in about five seconds. If you don't encourage him to give us a lovely coin, I'll give her one of my coins. Here you go. Uh, Hellflex will do that thing where he just like flicks it with his thumb. <laughs> he is quite ill. <laughs> I look really offended and I tuck it back into my, my coin purse. <laughs> okay. So she says, an uh, open invitation to all of you, except you. And she points to Alfred. Uh, <laughs> to please stop by Mother's house just off the road there. Be on your way. Bait goods, you say? Bait goods. Only the finest. Or come talk to us at Prigwart. Every collie. Oh. Uh, at the market? Yeah, okay. That sounds good. And uh, and uh, what is what is your name, if we need to uh, inquire after you, if we don't see you right? My name is Melissa. And these are my sisters. She doesn't bother to introduce them. On your way, then. Thank you so much for the toll. Do they do they lower the tripwires or no? Yeah, they lower the tripwire. Let you, they let you pass if you're willing to go. Oh yeah, 
So that wasn't very far out of town that we ran into them. It was like four huh. miles. Halifax would try to like make a, a mental note about far down this is. Okay. Yeah, where the tripwire is. So you can see um, when they gesture to like, uh, you know, she's just my mother's house is just down the uh, off the road here. Um, the, and you look into the forest, you can see that there is actually like a uh, a pathway that leads southwards off the road um, to the right. But it's very um, it's south. Oh, yeah, you're into fog. Because, yeah, we're still kind of at that top curve part, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, but it's not something that you would, you would have to know to look for it, basically. Right, 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 yeah. right. But, uh, yeah, Halifax would note, like, any uh, little landmarks, you know, oh, the, the log with the two rocks by it. or whatever. Absolutely, not a problem. Okay, so, uh, assuming you don't do anything else, you continue on? Yeah. Uh, that's gold well spent. I don't want to have to fight them. Okay. <laughs> There's no fighting them, dude. Well, I mean, I probably I might get a swing in if we were all good on the initiative, but it, that'd be the only one. Olfax <laughs> does kind of give the side eye to watch them go into the forest. Yes, they they skip merrily back into the forest and um, kind of laughing amongst themselves. And they quick. That was they super disappear. weird, guys. Do you think that was weird? I think that was weird. Wasn't that weird? I think that singer. I think the Velvet Touch is in their pies for this upcoming market. <laughs> I'm a little worried about that myself. Yeah. We haven't seen him in some time. Yeah, that's another way of saying we ate him or we killed him. <laughs> it tastes, tastes like Bard. <laughs> it tastes like Jamie. Would you like to try our Soylent Green pie? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, okay. Oh, man, it's a cookbook. Oh, give me one second here. Just got to cheer. All right. Chip my Checking the map. Checking maps. Well, I just heard from my kid. I need to go uh, tuck them in. Sure I'll be right back. I have to say, this makes me wonder how many, like, when we were doing Hole in the Oak, like, how many encounters could we have just bribed our way out of? You know, here's some money. Just instead <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of eating us, you know, just, here's some money. Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, yeah. you continue along, along the road here. So you are. Um, at this point, it's actually relatively pleasant. Um, you're walking, you're trotting through spacious glades of um, majestic beaches and oaks. Um, you hear, a, well, probably not. You probably don't hear them. I was going to say you hear a profu profusion of songbirds, but probably not this time of year. Um, hmm. But relatively open forest here. And then... Um, they crows. Uh the trees are starting to thin just a little bit here. Um, and around this point, you actually reach what appears to be a wayside monastery. It's an old, uh -huh. it's an old stone building that stands along the side of the road. Um, touch of austerity about it. And there is a, uh, a, a large oak door, an arched oak door. And there's a sign that announces in beautifully painted red calligraphy, the refuge of St. Key. Pilgrims welcome. And St. Key is a K-E-Y-E. And you see that there is a pleasant buzz of activity about, as you see, numerous um, monks and servants uh, attending to the daily duties of maintaining both this combination of working abbey and um, wayside inn. Is it lunchtime by any chance? Uh, it would be, actually. Around, oh, around there. It's actually still kind of, it's still morning time, I would say. It's probably around 10, 30, 11. Second breakfast. I believe that's traditional. 
amongst sure. the adventuring type. You want to go in and have a second breakfast, uh, Alfred? We at least check, go in and see if there's any information we can gather um, about know. how to influence the bishop into dropping some high-level cure spells on us. I, I think it's great. Let's go in and, and see about second breakfast. Some <clears throat> Perhaps uh, oatmeal or bacon. Sure. Maybe fried egg or two. So uh, you... you um... Your horses are taken by uh, some some of the monks uh, who gr okay. greet you quietly with a small little smiles, and you walk into the in the front door. Opens up into a large, um, kind of it's a combination of like a common room and a refectory, right? So it's um, like lined trestle tables, basically. There is a smattering of monks who are uh, enjoying their repast, and a, a little bit, a few travelers, but not that many. You you would assume that at nighttime there would probably be more travelers who are actually staying here for the night, um, right? Um, there are huge casks of ale that line one of the walls, um, and uh, there's a whole team of monks which are kind of tending to those at the same time. And uh, uh, above that cask wall, there is a twice life-size image um, of uh, carved out of wood of St. Key, who's known as the Chronicler. And he's bearing his uh, signature tome and quill. In his hand, looking down across you with a beneficent but somewhat reprimanding gaze, um, and uh, that is equally matched as your eyes go down to the person who is greeting you um, as you walk in. Uh, a beneficent but reprimanding gaze of the abbot himself, who introduces himself as Abbot Spatulard. Um, he is a wispy-haired man in his 60s, quite large, uh, rolls of fat, basically, that are bulging his uh, his um, his uh, homely robes in all directions. Um, and he has the red poofy cheeks of someone who drinks quite a bit. Um, but he comes in and he's just like, oh, hello and welcome. Welcome to the refuge of St. Key travelers. Uh, quite early in the day for stopping by, but always happy to have you. We hoped to partake of second breakfast. Oh, great, Abbot. Oh, of, co well, of course, of course. Just have a seat. We can bring something out to you, of course. And and tell me, good sir, uh, I don't know how one addresses an abbot. But, um, father? Father is fine, yeah. Father? Uh, father Abbot? Uh, is it not true that St. Key is the is a saint of lost things? I don't know. Do you, you would know better than I? <laughs> is, that, is that true, Ted? Did you, did you look that up? <laughs> You just no. made that up. No, I looked it up. It's, it is uh, true. Yes. Well, yes, it is true. Just <laughs> drinking already this morning. It's a okay. good job, Ted. You get extra XP. Yeah. Lost objects. Well, I thought we might. Uh, I thought we might. You know, pray and uh, leave a uh, uh, an offering for good luck to maybe find uh, bronze rings and or nobbled mandrake. Oh, well, that is always appreciated. Of course. Do you travel oh. with one of the faith? Uh, well, uh, I I bring out my revelator holy symbol. Oh, we're all pious fellows. Very much so. Blessed be we all in the name of the prophet Isaiah. Uh, so, yeah, I would like to have some breakfast and then go uh, leave an offering in the chapel. Great. So luck. Um, you can get a, um, uh, a meal for two silver pieces, if you like, a person. Yep. Um, if you like some of their ale, it's called Keys Balm, and it's one silver a pint. 
and yes, it is uh, quite frothy and uh, pretty good. But you would say that if you if your tongue hadn't been so spoiled by the pre warp brews that you have so recently sampled, <laughs> um, uh, you would say that this would be an above average ale. But uh, it, it pales in comparison to what you've been drinking in uh, in pre warp. All right, uh, I'll knock off uh, some silver. Meals are very Spartan affairs, as as is uh, would be appropriate for a monastery, but they are served with the refuge's uh, signature caraway seed buns, which are quite good. Ooh. Mm. Yes, freshly baked. Can I s- s- sneak one of those in my pocket in case we run into the pastry ladies again? You sure can. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yep. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna mark off uh, a gold for this, and uh, whatever's left over um, is gonna uh, uh, be my uh, contribution as an offering to the to the saint. Sure. Yeah. So when you guys make if you yeah. want to make an offering to to the poor, you could use three of that silver on me. <laughs> no, you're worthless. I'm gonna give it to the saint that may, I'll buy may your not lunch. exist. Alfred, alms <laughs> for the poor. I'll buy your lunch, Alfred. Um. So when you make your offerings, um, you actually there is a very narrow chapel that's actually sort of like a separate building, um, similar to the way that the the, the giant ruins of Abbey of Saint Clude were, but on a much smaller scale, um, and um, it's a line you see with unlit right now, but uh, lined with all, like thousands of candles are actually like uh, lined along the ground. You think it would be quite quite beautiful at nighttime. Um, the stones of the walls in this chapel are interesting, though, as you enter in. Um, they're etched from floor to ceiling, the entire length of this chapel. Though small, but still quite impressive. In tiny liturgic script, like cramped handwriting. You can tell it was done by hand over God knows how long time. Um, and uh, the abbot tells you as he's sort of overseeing um, your your uh, donations, Happy to tell you that is it, it is literally the entire text of the Second Chronicle of Saint Key, um, which is uh, their pride and joy. Basically, is this um, so entire text? Well done. Yeah, he laments the fact that uh, uh, mass is given every night uh, when when the refe- when the refectory is full of travelers. Uh, so he uh, he's more than willing to hear your hear your personal confessions if you would like, but mass is reserved for nighttime. Um, if you are willing to stay the night, though, of course we would be happy to uh, break bread with you and pray. Oh, thank you so much, but we we must be on our way to uh, Bracken, Brackenwald to, to see the bishop. Ah, yes. Everyone is always hurrying to Castle Brackenwald when they're coming from this direction. So early in the morning. Uh, well, uh, Father, I... I... Uh, they're actually. I I would actually like to make a confession if there if there is a place where we can we can do this. Of course, my son. Right this way. I have I have some uh, something troubling me. So there is like a confessional booth, if you like. Okay. So yeah, he'll he'll go there and um um uh, he would confess. Uh, I've had I've had a vision. Uh, it, it came as if came to me as if in answer to prayers of mine. Describe the beautiful uh, the beautiful woman with her flowing white robes and the star at her head, um, and if, not not what she asked for, but just like this vision of this woman. 
Well, there's nothing for you to confess. You have committed no crime. In fact, I would say that you must have been blessed by the, by the Lord our God. You were obviously visited by an angel, my son. Ooh. I, 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 I just wanted to, I just wanted to be sure and test, check with someone of, of faith like yourself. Were you in, uh, were you in a, an hour of need, perhaps? Oh, uh, uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure I had it covered, but uh, at the moment, <laughs> yes, it, 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 it felt, it felt rather dire. Well, I should, and uh, I should think that you should heed everything that this, this messenger told you. My word. I must spread this to the other brothers. Oh, I, I would appreciate uh, your your forbearance. I, oh, I, of course, we are. In the, you completely forgot that he was in the booth. He was like, oh, I, I apologize. It is I should ask for your forgiveness. It's not not really mine to give. I just uh, to keep this uh, humble and subtle between uh, me and and the the holy. Of course. Thank you so much. Well, walk in peace, my son. Surely you are blessed. <clears throat> thank, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Also has some impure thoughts, but th I think that's. All. I think that's. All. <laughs> wait, 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 please sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he, uh, as you exit the confessional, um, you see that he is. He looks a little bit like, like, uh, like distraught. Like, he, like what you told him is like that's not normal. You know what I mean? Like that, that's a little bit weird. Um, but uh, you're going to take him at his word that he will. He'll ponder this himself and reflect upon it with God. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, so, yeah, is there anything else you would like to do here in the refuge before you go? Now, you do remember, too, I just want to point it out before you leave, that the refuge was the point at which your decision point was uh, relayed to you, right? That it was sort of, you could go northeast from here into the forest to the Golden Wood and try to find the Nobbled Mandrake. Or you could continue on to Castle Brackenwald. Those were your two options for solving this problem with the death rot, right? But this would be the point, right? Um, I still want to go south. I don't know if Quest Boy here can do that. Uh, no, I I still think he's like working out his uh, priorities. Staying alive is number one, so that he can do his his mission. Um, the best safest chance for staying alive is to go uh, follow the, the less risky road down south to talk to the bishop, see if this can get taken care of quickly and easily so that he can get back to finding this bronze ring. Okay. All right, so uh, then without further ado, unless you have something else you'd like to do here in the refuge, then we'll continue on. Can I just take one of the brothers aside and um, maybe one of the more senior ones? I just want to see if he can give me any insight into the bishop's character and um, whether he's known for helping uh, errant travelers, you know, that kind of thing. You know, uh, this this man, he sort of he laughs heartily. He's like, the bishop. Where like uh, listening to hard scrabble travelers? Is that what you're asking me? Well, I give him a little bit of background and be like, we've recently been able to do um, a great service. To Lady Harrowmer, however, in the cause of that, we have been afflicted with uh, a disease that we understand is terminal. So Lady Harrowmer has sent us to Castle Brackenwald to meet with the bishop. <clears throat> but what do you, what kind of, uh, um, do you think that we have much of a shot 
is there anything that we can do to up our chances? I just that those are basically like the ideas that I'm trying to get an idea from him. Right. Well, he's a uh, he looks uh, suitably impressed that you are actually able to gain audience with the bishop, and he's like, well, that's a different story. If you actually can talk to the man himself, then perhaps you can be risen with. Uh, I myself, uh, as a lovely member of the staff here at the refuge, uh, have never come anywhere near contact of the bishop himself, but. Um, the uh, I'm sure he is a uh, a pious man, beloved of God, deserving of his position, and uh, I I assume that he only wants what's best for the church and for the flock, of course. Uh, but we all sin, do we not? And uh, the bishop is uh, is a man like every other, in the end. Uh, so yes, rumors do abound about the man that he is rather vainglorious rather condescending towards those he views beneath him. Um, and that perhaps sometimes his uh, his piety sometimes overshadows his humility. If that makes any sense. Dad. If you're able to... Would a gift of any sort, would a gift of any sort um, be inclined to move him one way or the other? He is not a man that uh, requires anything material, and it would be too proud to accept anything um, should he should he in fact need something. Got it. Uh, he desires he desires this. He desires uh, the 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 increased power and influence of the church, as is of course uh, all right and good. It is sadly lacking here in the woods. In fact, uh, ever since the Abbey of St. Cluid was destroyed, the church's influence has receded to many small pockets, mostly in the settlements, also here at the refuge of St. Key, of course. So, okay. yeah. All right, guys, it's up to you. I I'll have go a plan. Way. Although, our, oh, ooh, all right. Argus is definitely pro Brackenwald versus uh Goldenwood, so yeah, he'll do it too. I think we all are. All right, so I think we got to got to at least try it out. And I think here's our bargaining chips. Number one, right? Okay. The guy just said that the church's influence has been in decline since the fall of the Abbey. Right? We've already sworn an oath to help the undead fuckers in the basement. One, oh, two. We can try and get that bell and say that this bell is like it's obviously it's in a holy site. It deserves to have a better resting spot. We could undertake the mission to bring the bell back to Brackenwald, you know, and in the process of like, if, if we live long enough, <laughs> um, try to engage in the um, evil that lurks beneath the grounds of the Abbey and perhaps uh, reclaim it. So like you, as, as we have to do that anyway. You would exactly. say like, if, if you could but heal us, oh great one, then we would dedicate ourselves to bringing the bell of St. Cluid here to you at your church kind of thing. That kind of thing, and and say that we have also, yeah, and then say we've also sworn an oath, or we will swear an oath. We we will swear an oath to put our best efforts forth to clearing the abbey of uh, whatever evil influence is still there. So, because we've already sworn that oath anyway, so let's just swear it again. <laughs> that, that's that's brilliant. I guess. In reserve, I think you know. Let's not. Yeah, overcommit ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, lead, really, with the, lead with the bell. I like the bell idea. That. That would be like, because that's got a very sort of like churchy kind of quest to it, you know. You know, we will, you know, bring this to 
bring this to the church here at, at Brackenwald and raise the glory and blah, blah, you know, that sort of thing. That's that's old school, man. I like that. That's a good yeah, idea. You know why I have these good ideas? I don't know. Wizard. <laughs> that what it is. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, as the five con fighter, my idea is lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. Let's get out of here. No. Yeah, you fed me, so you get the benefit of my big, uh, big brain. Right. How, how much damage does Ted take from uh, lunch? <laughs> just eating. He, he yeah. bit a baguette just a little breaks too hard. He breaks ah. it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you bound up your horses again, uh, thank the monks, and you head back out onto the road right around noontime, um, continuing onwards, and the trees continue to thin. Um, and. Let's see, what do you find here? Give me a second. Oh, we're starting to get into the fields and such surrounding the city. Right, so as, you, um, as you're about to break out of the forest proper, um, you see that there is actually a gate that is a natural gate that is formed of the living trunks and branches of uh, dozens of trees. They're actually woven and melded together uh, to create a natural uh, arched tunnel basically 30 feet high, wide, and long that's above the road itself. So it's uh, quite beautiful. You can't imagine what it would look like in the summertime with a full foliage. foliage. But um, even with the, uh, you know, the splintering branches kind of inter entwined together with draping with snow, it's quite beautiful. Um, and uh, you see that the lower portions of these trees uh, have been carved over the centuries with uh, hundreds upon hundreds of names of uh, passerbys and travelers and things like that. Um, and you can see that there's so there's basically like this tunnel um, that shoots you out onto the plains of the duchy. Uh, so does this mean we're actually leaving the Dolanwood? You are, yeah, yeah. It's it's very sort of official here uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever been out of the Dolanwood before. And you, see, I take one step further. And it's as far as I've <laughs> ever gone. Down. There you go. Yeah, um, and you see that above that scrawl of of names there is actually uh, a profusion of quizzical wooden faces that can be seen that are kind of peering down at you um and uh as you're kind of walking through this tunnel of interwoven branches and looking at the names you uh you see some of them actually the uh, some of the faces actually animate that's not good yeah and they look at you and uh, one you know like has like a the whorl of a, of a tree knot, you know, as a nose, you know, sort of peers down at you. And they said, uh, well, we wish you well. Thank you for coming to Dolmenwood. Hope you return soon. I says, and you see like across the road, like 30 feet away across the road, another one says, aye, that we do. It's been a pleasure having you. Come back. Feels like a Come back anytime. This is the movie Labyrinth all of a sudden? This is... <laughs> They start throwing apples at us. Right. And a couple of them actually start singing up like a sing-songy tune, like, you know, farewell, adieu, Alvita, goodbye. Yeah. They're looking around for Jennifer Connolly at this There point. are a couple of them are, are actually singing, yeah. Well, there is a very, very, very much a Labyrinth vibe to, to Dolmenwood. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Make sure you, and they, I, several of them are like, make sure you dress up warm. Keep that scarf. Wrapped around your neck. It's going to be a cold one tomorrow. Ooh, a scarf. All right, let's go to Brackenwald. Come on. Yeah. All right. Do you carve your names on the trees? 
God, no. All right. Oh, it's a silly thing to ask. Are there other people's names carved into the trees? Yeah, I just yeah, a lot. Tons. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Upon hundreds. A lot of them. Actually, would would ask one of them. Does it does it hurt? They people carve their names no, in them. Go right ahead. It's a rite of passage, as it were. Really? All right. Yeah. What the hell? I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Argus will get out his dagger and put an AD in in a in a yew tree. He goes up, and you're sure this is okay? You don't mind? Totally fine. Go right ahead. Wherever um, wherever Ted carves his initials in, I'm going to go next to it and carve A, B, and then like a heart around it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> nice. Love blossoms. All I did was buy you lunch, man. <laughs> Suddenly we're married? What the heck? It's the nicest anyone's ever treated me. All right. So they. That's why they tell you not to meddle in the affairs of wizards. As you're done there. So, uh, yeah, Alfax are doing an HS on it. Okay, cool. So they, uh, uh, despite putting your initials into the tree, um, a couple of like these wood things, uh, they're, they're like, Elfric Berthistle, August Drager, Halifax Swinney. A pleasure to meet you. That wasn't crazy. All goes well, gentlemen. We'll be back in about an hour or so. <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> Say hello to the Duke for us. And you walk through, um, and as you and you uh, enter into the flat plains and farmlands that surround Castle Brackenwold, and it is a stunning difference, right? Of course, just geographically, as you sort of emerge from the trees, because even in pre-war, the trees were right, right up against the the town town walls. So to see distances is a huge thing for you, basically, as you look as you look further away, and as you look down the horse eye road across this flat plain of fallow farmland you can see way off in the distance you can see the hot the tallest towers in fact you probably think that they are the peak the uh the turreted tops of the castle of castle brackenwald itself peering over the horizon way off in the uh in the clear distance uh sitting upon its hill and you continue on okay we do continue on. So, located about four miles east of the uh, the eaves of the forest itself, you come upon the great city of Castle Brackenwold, easily the largest uh, city in on the map, at least. Um, it is the capital of the Duchy of Brackenwold, which all of Dolmenwood is under its jurisdiction, and it is a uh, it is a uh, basically a fortified town with the majority of the town actually having um, spread out beyond the main walls itself. So there's a there's a large outer city which is basically unprotected and there's an inner city, the older city, which is protected with a fortified wall. And within that inner city is a, uh, a large hill up, upon which sits the... Um, uh, it's, it's called Castle Hill and it's known as uh, Claude's Seat. And upon Claude's Seat... Is uh, uh, the castle itself plus some of the other more important dwellings of the city? Cool. And, and it's a walled city. It is, but the outer city, which is what you travel, which you are approaching right now, um, is a huge, sprawling region, basically that is a uh, teetering houses and twisting alleys, seedy taverns, um, uh, and it's basically home to all the everyday folk, laborers, common craftspeople thieves, 
beggars, that sort of thing. And um, as you are men on horseback, uh, you are constantly accosted and looked at by the, 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 the lower peoples of the outer city. Um, uh, faces raised up and like, you know, pleas for help and things like that. And um, dirty looks as you people dodge out of your way as you make your way through these twisting alleyways. Um, and Argus will, if, uh, will if, if travel. Go ahead. I can say if if there's a if there's a child, the silver. Sure, absolutely. Yep, yeah. you uh, can do that to a child. Yep, they're very, very appreciative. Thank you, sir. Argus, not giving any silver. He's traveling with his his spear couched in his stirrup and his shield on his arm and just staring straight ahead. Okay. Yeah, and I, I play up the uh, practitioner of the dark arts. I have like my hood up and my staff like across my chest right. and Look, looking you know, like a badass, riding my nightmare biscuit. Okay, cool. All right, guys got a little bit of money. You're like, fuck the Poe people, man. <laughs> All right, I just don't want to be. I just don't want to be messed with by like a beggar game. Sure, or sure, something. sure. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any trouble. Yeah, I don't want any trouble. All right, so you uh, you make your way to the outer wall of the inner city, and um, there you see uh, a, a horrific sight, basically, as the western gate that you're entering into um, is known as the Maw. Uh, aptly named because it is shaped like the gaping mouth of a dragon-like monster of some sort. Um, and it's manned by uh, a cadre of soldiers. And the soldiers are all clad in mail um, with black unicorn emblazoned tabards, which signify them as members of the City Watch. Okay. Um, they... Uh, what do you? We don't have to role play, but what do you tell them your business is in in, in the inner city? Um, that, that we have, yeah, we have a, a, a writ from uh, 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 Lady Haramore uh, up uh, up north uh, that uh, has us uh, uh, on our way to see uh, and meet with the bishop. Ah, do you do you show them the writ? Uh, yes, he carefully does not uh, hand it over at this point, but yeah, he would show them and show them the seal. Yeah. The seal hanging down or the ribbons yeah, and everything. They look super, like when you're first like, yeah, we have a we have a note to go see the bishop. They're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, and then you like unfurl it, you know, with the big ribbon. They're like, oh, oh, uh, all right then. And uh, pardon me, my lords. It's, then it's like my lords from that point on, right? As they assume that you've got to be someone important to actually meet with the bishop. And they give you directions to Claude's seat. Um, and so... You make your way into the inner city, which has a distinct, uh, different flavor to it. There's, um, it's a, it's much older. All the buildings are much older, um, but also much more grand as well. Much more well maintained. Um, you see, as you enter through the mall itself, that directly to your right is the uh, what appears to be the Enchanter's Guildhouse, which I don't know if you remember, Mike, but back in character creation, you had your choice of belonging to either the Enchanter's Guildhouse or the Imperial Institute. Um, so this, uh, there's a, a like a tall tiled porch that stands at the front of it, um, but there's a there's no visible door for some reason. It's just like a porch, <laughs> which you know you're like typical <laughs> fucking fucking wizards. fucking enchanters, stupid wizards. Yeah. Um, is Mike? Is this is this your thing, or, is, or did you go pick the other one? You I went the, the imperial the imperial route. imperial institute. Yeah, so it's better to be on the side of the inquisitors than on the other side. <laughs> so this building appears to be like it's like an amalgamation of um of like the random parts of other different buildings. Like it's like clashing styles, or the, there's like this weird sort of 
horizontal palimpsest instead of vertical. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like all this stuff like crammed together. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's and then uh, that that gives way to the grand market, um, which is just puts the uh, the market in the center of Prigwort to shame. You know, it's just massive, and uh, these are the most luxurious markets in town in the city. There's many many more markets scattered throughout, you know, for local goods and stuff like that. But um, this one is filled with specialist merchants. So this is the 17th. Does anyone have the actual day of the week that this is today? Like a Wednesday or a Thursday, John. Uh, hold on. 17th? Yeah. It is Wednesday. Haim. Haim. Okay, so um, what's cool about this, you know, like in Prigwart, every collie is where you can get some more rare goods, more unique goods, right? Rather than the usual stuff. Well, Castle Brackenwold. If you want something that can be purchased, you can purchase it in Castle Brackenwold. And every day of the week here at the Grand Market, something rare um, is sold here in the Grand Market. And on Haim, every week, it is antique books and maps. So all the all the old booksellers and uh, rare uh, rare antiquity dealers are here today. Cool. Um, so that's what you... That would be awesome if I wasn't broke. Yeah. So, yeah, you look on longingly <laughs> at the... At all these lovely old tomes and stuff like that, um, uh, as these men are sort of, you know, coldly blowing into their hands, you know. Uh, we see if there are any um, uh, maps of the uh, forest area. Where but you wanted to go see the bishop. Mandarin? Yeah, but. Of the what? You want to go shopping, or you want to go see the bishop? Okay, we'll see the bishop. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go map shopping on the way out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so and then wind up Elfric. Argus is going to be like, do you suppose we've got any like. You know, dirty picture books in there. You know that kind of thing. Oh, definitely. Halifax. Whenever yeah. you, whenever you turn towards the books with the intent to go search out a map uh, of the local forest, um, it's it's very easy to do. You feel like a lightness in your step, and when Argus reprimands you and turns you towards um, towards Claude's seat, um, you have to be almost physically turned by by Argus. Uh, so it's gotten into you, you crazy squire. It, it, seems, it just seems like the right thing to do. Just <laughs> all right, we'll go shopping when we've seen the bishop. Okay, so, so you uh, let's see what other interesting sites do you see? Um, a really nice looking inn, which looks nicer than anything, even the wrinkled meddler that you had uh, seen before. Uh, uh, directly to the south, peering over a bunch of other dwellings, you see the towering spire of the cathedral, the great grand cathedral of St. Cygnus, the silent. Um, this is the center of worship in the city, um, and it rivals even the ducal keep in its uh, sheer height and splendor. Uh, the only thing kind of uh, lessening is the fact that it is not upon Claude's seat, so it's actually lower down in this in the main city. Um, but it uh, you're not you can't quite see it in its full majesty because you haven't gone towards it, but you can see like this massive Gothic spire that sort of uh, uh, looms over the entire city to the south. Uh, beautiful. Uh, stained glass windows and all that sort of jazz. Um, and then you finally, let's see, just want to give you a feel for it, basically. Ah, you do pass along the way to the north, um, the College of the Royal Institute of Physics and Sorcerers. Um, it's, it's an imposing building. It looks, uh, the way they describe it, is vaguely ecclesiastical. So it sort of has like a gothic sort of facade to it. Um, dark stone, but with a red tiled roof. 
and two very pointed towers. Um, and uh, it has these massive grand stead, uh, steps that lead up to a simple arch gateway. Um, and a door. there is a door here because they're not... Uh, not like those enchanters who have to make everything weird, um, but it is a uh, it's a very imposing looking door of unblemished black metal, just you know, very like please don't enter sort of thing, <laughs> or just don't enter without the please. Uh, um, I like know Halifax, and I'd be like, one time, me and a bunch of my classmates, we got so wasted, we went and peed on that door, <laughs> and and then. We, we once summoned this like demonic imp in the bathroom on the third floor. It was amazing. So, <laughs> is that why is that is that why they kicked you out? I didn't get kicked out. I graduated with honors, man. <laughs> Wait, you could summon a demonic imp and still be sanctioned by the church? Yeah, it was just there for um, to sharpen. <laughs> it was just there to sharpen quills. You do remember from your time there, Elfric, that the door itself, you know, um, although uh, no one else really knows. Uh, would know without looking um is that they uh, is it is actually inscribed with minute magical runes um that are engraved in a spiral fashion upon the archway itself you never were actually able to find out exactly what those meant but probably nothing good do not be on door yeah. don't pee on it it's a bad thing yeah get an electric um, fence you also know too that this is uh and this might tie in you know depending on how you take it right this might tie into this whole rogue prismus thing um this is the furthest flung outpost of the Institute, right? This is an Imperial Institute. This is not, um, even though they are loyal to the Duke, it's only because the Duke is loyal to the, to the Imperator, right? So um, this is a, what's considered to be like a frontier outpost of it, where the, the, the main college, like the, the grand, whatever it is, um, which you've never seen ever, um, is in Bocantium, which is the, the, the great grand capital of the Empire. Uh, of the domain. Which so, direction is that? I, I don't think it matters, but I'm just curious. Uh, like, are we generally are we west? Generally south and east. But 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 it's like you know, it's somewhere out there. Like if you keep going in that on this road, you you'll get there, sort of thing. You know, it's like that famous map of New York where they have like the city like highly detailed, but then as soon as you go past it, it's just like New Jersey yeah. and the rest. It's just <laughs> upstate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be dragon. Yeah, and then so yeah, and then you finally um, uh, find yourself at the base of Claude's seat, and Claude's seat. Okay, can I just ask before we hit that part? Can we have a quick break? Yes, want to do a break? That's a good a good point yeah, before you get to the real richy rich part of the town. Exactly. Yeah. All right, wait. you visitors and viewers will instantly be satisfied. But we are going to take a five <laughs> we minute break. Guarantee it. All right, to get take a break, <laughs> and we will be back. Right on. All right, we are back uh, with empty bladders and full things of beer and whiskey. Um, so we were going to Claude's seat, right? Right. Yes. So on this cold day, um, as you look upon uh, the great hill of Claude's seat, um, there is a wide stair that climbs the steep northern slope, which is where you're approaching from, um, which ascends from the streets of the inner city where you are to the castle itself. And... Uh, the uh, right, so it's like it's sort of like the Spanish stairs in Rome, kind of picture that. Right. Um, so it's like a wide set of grand stairs, and as you kind of look up, um, at your destination, um, it's very very steep, and uh, the the castle just dominates, right, just like like all in front of you. Yeah. Why are we going to the castle and not the cathedral? 
the cathedral is different um, than where you're going, and I'll explain in just a moment. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. So uh, the castle is not the only thing on Claude's seat. Aha. Uh -huh. So when you get to the gate that opens up upon the summit, um, it's flanked by two massive, 30 feet tall statues of warrior kings. Both of them are headless. Um, and there are uh, ducal guards. There's going to be, just for the sake of verisimilitude, I shall roll. Uh, there are 11 ducal guards which are uh, in that gateway. Um, they are dressed in shining plate mail, like, like, like John Borman's Excalibur type of shining. Um, purple capes. And unicorn topped helmets, so they actually have like instead of like a Spartan um, comb, they have like a like a unicorn on top, um, and they uh, they man the top. Now these are different than the Ducal Knights, which you talk to in Prigwart. All right, these are these are like the, these are like the Royal Guard basically, um, and uh, they basically like robots basically like they the two of them like shink with their halberds like the, to form like a cross to bar your way. And they say, go no further. Who approaches Castle Brackenwald? Halifax, I think you should get this one. I, 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 I've got this. I, um, uh, I step forward. I, I make a slight bow. Uh, this, I am uh, Halifax Swinney, uh, Squire of House Hermore. Uh, These are my associates, uh, Alfric and uh, Argus. Uh, we have uh, urgent business uh, to speak with the uh, bishop himself, and uh, uh, as uh, 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 credentials, I, uh, if I may, I present uh, a, a writ uh, from uh, the lady of House Haramore herself. And they, they, they look to see it. This time they actually will take it from you, if you allow them. They're not rude about it. They, uh, don't, this, they don't snatch it, but they but they he holds. This, he, this seems to be the place to present. Yeah, he it, holds yeah. an imperious hand outwards, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, the one of the guardsmen like looks at it, you know, looks at you guys. Doesn't like the look at you at all, but once again, can't argue with the writ. Um, and uh, he the 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 halberds come back up at attention. One of the guardsmen ushers you through this long gate uh, uh, underneath the towering headless warrior kings. And tells you to um, approach the bishop's palace, uh, and may God be with you. And thank you, and thank you very much for your service. You go through. Um, so, right, okay. Just want to make sure I'm getting, getting it right. You never expected us to live this long. <laughs> no. Just double checking, I'm getting it right. Yeah. So, um, just be honest. You, uh, I'll just tell you because you probably have heard. Um, Claude's seat. Uh, everyone thinks it's probably a shortening and bastardization of what was probably originally known as uh, Cluid's seat. I was going to ask if it was related to say Cluid's up uh, where we uh, had been at the Abbey. Right. So, because um, it sounded familiar. Uh, this might become evidence as you uh, approach the actual uh, palace of the bishop himself. So up here, basically, there is on Claude's seat at the top of this hill, 
is uh, it's also walled as well. It's completely fortified. Um, and uh, if you directly, directly in front of you as you exit the gate is the castle proper itself. Um, but to your right, um, so there's like this sort of like mini little city up here, right? But of, of only like really important buildings, like grand palaces and things like that. Uh, the, the largest of which, of course, is the castle itself, which is just imposing. And at this point in the day would not be blocking the sunshine, I guess. But um, uh, about what, what time are we, John? This would probably be about one o'clock now, I would say. Yeah. Um, so but to the west and to your right is the Bishop's Palace, which is uh, very imposing, but kind of is in the shadow of the castle itself. Um, it's a church-like building made out of black stone, similar stone to the Imperial Institute. Um, this, as you enter through the grandiose gateway that has uh, exquisite carvings that are carved in bronze and granite, um, which all depict the souls of the righteous ascending to heaven. Uh, this, you know, is to be the, is, is the administrative locus of the church of the one true God of the, of the Peleetic church um, here in Dolmenwood. So this is where the operations of the church all take place right here in the Bishop's palace. Um, uh, you enter in and it is uh, uh, vaulted halls in the manner of like a sort of, of a cathedral. Um, many different rooms that are like, like uh, sort of somber reading rooms, uh, lots of plush studies and uh, opulent appointment chambers. Like the whole place just drips of like church wealth, right? Like, you know, and you can't help but think this is all probably like ill-gotten wealthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, um, but it's just really, really um, opulent, but quiet um, and holy. And, you know, it's just got that kind of feel to it. Um, but there isn't, it's not like a nave. You're not walking into like a church, right? This is, these are offices basically, you know. Um, uh, there are numerous servants here and uh, men of the cloth, but they are not monks, right? Which is pretty much what you've encountered so far. These are um, priests and uh, and uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, Officiates, of, 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 of I guess, or some of some sort, you know? Um, right. Kind of hustling and bustling and carrying papers and uh, attending the business of the church. And uh, they... Uh, you know, immediately to kind of demand to know what your business is. And I, I assume you basically throw that writ out in front until you get, get to where you want to get to. Right. Right. Okay. I'm just like, uh, just a, a detail. Where did we leave our horses behind? We're not riding them into the church. No, they would. Are they outside outer? That's true. I'm, all, I'm, I'm used to you guys not having horses. <laughs> it's a rare moment in the campaign where we need our coconuts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so they, they, they there would be stables somewhere there that they would they would take them away for you. So they're they're in good hands. You have no no worries in that regard. Like out outside the the wall, or would we have ridden through? I'm I'm just. Uh, let's see. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. You probably no. You would not have been able to go up Claude's seat mounted. So um, I I think that the guards probably at the base of Claude's seat would have um, taken them from you, especially when you show them the writ, and they would they would. Take, they would they would stable them themselves free of charge, of course, since you're going to visit the bishop. So eat my valet parking stub. Uh, yeah. Carefully in my wallet. yeah, exactly. <laughs> not going to pour Rucker Howard and Lady Hawk in <laughs> church. That's yeah. later. That's uh, so at the very center of the palace, you are ushered into uh, a grand vaulted stone hall uh, where there is a red, uh, very f sparsely furnished. 
huge with a red carpet that goes straight down the middle of it um, and directly in the center of that hall is this massive imposing throne um, and behind that throne there are uh, portraits that are hung all over the walls of past bishops that all kind of peer disapprovingly down on any visitors and um, not seated on this diet on this dais but uh, on this throne but standing on the dais behind it with one hand over top of it is none other than the bishop himself um, the bishop sanguine he is um, uh, he is not alone in the room just in case you had any ideas um, there are there are numerous uh, officials around probably on the level of cardinal right that are uh, that are oh maybe not cardinal because he's he's like an archbishop basically whatever a bit the other bishops well, senior, not trying to say. yeah uh, but they but they're all dressed in like these official very official looking robes um, investments and stuff like that none none more so uh, ornate than those worn by uh, the bishop himself as he peers at you disapprovingly from behind the throne and steps forward um, he is an elderly man he has very pasty sort of skin a, a, a bald pate. Um, with like a little fringe of hair kind of coming down, um, a hawkish sort of nose, and but uh, the most distinguishing feature about him is that he has extremely penetrating eyes of pale blue that are staring at you. He is dressed in Episcopal finery um, of basically like a purplish hue, um, and he has a gigantic, and he has like a uh, like one of those official priest cloaks on, basically, that is clasped in the center by a massive uh, ruby-encrusted gold medallion. He is carrying a staff, which is like white ivory, um, encrusted with gems, um, with like a, with a huge knobbed top on onto it. Looks very sort of official and holy and uh, quite magical, if we, if we want to be frank. Um, and uh, yeah, he has a little bit of he's he's a tall man, but he has a little bit of a stoop, like like the uh, age has gotten to him a little bit um, as he sort of uses his staff like and it rings on the stone like ting ting as he sort of steps forward and he says so what is this all about i hear that there is a writ well produce it then quickly halifax uh uh your eminence er, eminence it is an honor and he uh, oh, and, uh, we, we all kneel john we, we all we all kneel and make the sign of the revelator. Okay, cool. You know that the proper form of address for the bishop is Your Excellency. Excellency, that's I. I, I think that's eminence is good, saying. but it, officially it's Your Excellency. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. uh it, one of his uh, uh, yes. one of his bishops walks up and kind of takes it from you and looks at it and says, "Your Excellency, it is indeed the the the, the hand of Lady Harrimore. Her signature her signature is here and her ring." Do you care to see it? I'll wait with you. Yes, of course, master. And he, yes, of course, father. And he backs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out with it, then. You've got your audience. What do you wish of me? My time is precious, my sons. Uh, uh, I, I will, uh, I will be brief. Uh, in service of uh, my lady Harrimore, in the uh, rescuing of her daughter, uh, we. Uh, we're in the uh, uh, Abbey of St. Luke. Where are you now? Ruins. He like peers at you very intently now. He was sort of half listening, but now he's like, go on. Uh, <laughs> we, we were, in fact, that is uh, where we rescued her, or were part of the team that rescued her 
um, uh, a foul, foul uh, creature uh, has been dispatched. Um, however, in this uh, in this battle, uh, three of us uh, uh, stained a very grave uh, injury, a, a, a disease that this creature brought to us. A disease, um, you say? Back away. Uh, uh, yes, and he'll, uh, uh, Halifax will take a step back, of, of course, of course. Um, uh, however, we um, uh, also gained some knowledge that we think could be of uh, 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 quite, uh, uh, quite a benefit to uh, the church and the servants of the one true God. Master um, Swinney, is it? Uh, y- yes, Your Excellency. Don't mince your words with me. You're a blathering idiot. Get to the point. I've heard this many times. Yes. Um, uh, the bell tower there, uh, when we cleansed it of this foul presence, uh, we located uh, a pristine, beautiful bell. Um, good, good, yes. Uh, the bell of St. Wode. I know it well. Yes. And? Um, and... Uh, he would like to uh, be able to bring that uh, uh, to you here. As it is now in the ruins there, is not is not getting the glory that it deserves. He would like to bring it to you, but... Uh, I would agree. Don't you think that we would have brought it ourselves if we had the means and the capability? Are you saying that you do? That the, th- that the three of you can go back into the ruins of the Abbey, of the cursed Abbey of St. Cluid, and bring me this multi-ton bell. Your Excellency, our faith is strong, but the flesh is weak. If you could but grant us a boon. My comrades are very ill. And? It's true. If we If we could just be healed of this terrible malady, we could could be instrumental in bringing this great gift, great, great gift to, to you here at the church. I, my excellency, I make like another obeisance. I say, um, it was a gloaming that we fought in the Abbey who had enslaved the children of Harrowmore Keep. Um, and in dispatching it, we were um, afflicted with death rot, which we understand that only your strong connection to the one true God um, is capable of, of relieving us of this affliction. If God wishes us to die, fair enough. We're ready to meet him. However, um, Lady Haramore and ourselves in our hearts, we feel like that we have more service to give unto him and unto the church as well. If we are relieved of this affliction, we will dedicate our lives to retrieving the bell. And indeed, perhaps even we will we would be willing to swear an oath to investigate and potentially end the evil in the Abbey and reclaim it for the church itself. Mm, he looks cannily at you, and he's like, he looks at each one of you, and he says, Are you all men of God? My Excellency, I am I am a, an initiate in the Imperial Academy of uh, Magic Users. <laughs> uh, I grew up right here in Brackenwald Keep, um, under your very tutelage, and so for me, this just seems to be the service for which I was I was uh, anointed. Mm, a godly sorcerer, rare in these times. 
<laughs> it is true that I uh, fear that God has chosen your fate and that the manifestation of your sins have found their way into erupting upon your very flesh. But if you think that you might be able to reclaim the abbey for the church, and you can see like a, a fire light in his eyes at the very thought of it, that would indeed be a boon for the church. Now, you are not the only fools to have offered this to me, and all have failed. Yet you say you have destroyed the gloom that protected the bell tower. That is a feat that not many men could accomplish. You did this alone? No, my lord. Or no, my excellency. With the assistance of Lady Haromer's knights. And the great and wise Reverend Constantius, who uh, used the very word of the saints to defeat I know Constantius. He is an upstart. (laughs) Thinks that he has the true faith. He does not. He is a man of sin. Truck not with the Reverend Constantius. Now, we seek this only as a way to redeem ourselves. My become whole and clean. My charge is the humanity as a whole here in Dolmenwood. I cannot take the time to care for three men whose lives are already lost. But you are offering me something. But what I ask you is what makes you so sure that you can reclaim this abbey where so many other men more capable than you have failed? Your Excellency, only God will decide if we are the men capable of uh, cleansing the abbey. We did talk to a a reverend there um, who had been afflicted. He gave us some information about the evil that exists below. And the curse. You talked to he one of the priests was, there. He was afflicted with undeath, Your Excellency. And so, after giving us his information, we put him back into the ground from which he should never have risen. This was well done. Thank you, my child, for seeing, putting him to his final rest. All right. He kind of mulls it over a little bit. And you can see, like, the other bishops are sort of like looking fretfully at him. He says. I and my brothers can perform this task. I can can perform this ritual for you and cleanse you of the sins which are manifest upon your flesh. But in return, a geus will be placed upon you that you must cleanse the abbey. You must rid it of whatever foul thing is causing... causing us not to be able to reclaim it. And you must return to me with proof that the Abbey has once again been sanctified. Your Excellency, your wisdom is great. I would say that to increase the benefit to the Church and to yourself, we broaden the parameters of your Gius, which I am willingly willing to undergo for if we are not strong enough to cleanse the abbey unto itself, we will bring you the information that you require to further your knowledge so that if we should fail, then others can pick up the sword after us and continue the work. 
That is a no. I know that the church, the church thinks not in months or days or weeks, but in years and decades. And so we know that your wisdom will also encompass this time frame. Nobly said, nobly said, Master Berthesel. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He says, uh, nobly said. Uh, yeah. Okay. So basically, the way it's going to work is um, is that they're. Once again, I don't want to remove agency. I don't want to be like, everyone's got a quest to the Gias and sort of something. <laughs> you got to do it. Sorry. But it, it basically is that if you, um, just so you're clear, what he's offering you is that through, uh, uh, this isn't simply him casting cure disease. Like, I'm, like, let's go in the other room. I cast cure disease on you. This is a multi-day, like at, probably at least a day long ritual. It might even involve uh, multiple. Um, actually, I would probably rule that it would be a, like at least a day or two. Involving multiple priests of a high order with him as basically the capstone of it, uh, uh, culminating in this ritual. The trade-off being then that this um, Gius would be placed on you, but it's less of like the spell Gius and more like um, like like the, a pronouncement from God's one of God's most holy servants upon you, but that basically uh, um, binds you to like this course of action, right? Um, but it's it's a little bit less stringent than Halifax's quest, which is actually the spell itself. Right. In that, um, you, you must do this thing. If you don't do this thing, then um, it's it's a it's an un, it's sort of like a sort of in the air. Um, like you'll be punished by God basically if you don't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's going to pay for he's paying for the upfront fee, right? And then you're basically right. saying like, sure, we'll we'll get you back, right? But just be aware that it's 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 you're signing like a, a like a holy contract. Right, that is when when they Father, Father Faust brings it out. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like a Faustian sort of thing. Yeah, it's very much like that. When they come to take uh, Halifax and Elfric off to the room of ritual, Argus will be like, "Oh, I'm not actually sick. I'm good." Yeah, yeah, no, he I'm, understands. That's what he was always saying. The three, yeah, back it up. He's like, "No, no, I just, you know, I'm just hanging out." Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, he can do something about the syphilis. You were not. <laughs> As as being not as you're being not as not being part of the ritual, um, you are certainly not going to be placed under the gears because it's not. Uh, um, uh, it, it's only the people who are undergoing the ritual that will be placed under it because it's this kind of contract okay. that you're signing with God, basically. All right. The whole point, John, for my like time frame thing was to not be forced into immediately returning to the abbey and immediately descending into the catacombs. And immediately being eviscerated by skeletons. I was hoping that we could, you know, get a, a more prolonged. That's what I'm saying. As it, long as we're working it, towards the uh, Halifax's yeah. quest is much more um, immediate with the effects. Should he not do the thing, than you guys are. Basically, you could go like your whole adventuring careers and not go back to the Abbey, and you'd still be okay. Um, that said, it's still a, a prerogative. It's much more of a prerogative now, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so just be aware. It's sort of like if you. The bishop, you've made a promise to the bishop, and the bishop has basically sealed that deal with a pact with God, and it, um, and uh, and he also has the power to basically communicate the, this fact to the entire church hierarchy, so that when you come into contact with the church, people ask you like, "How's it going with that whole Abbey Reclamation thing?" 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, we're gonna get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, just be aware that that he has yeah, no. he has a massive amount of influence, and um, and with just a word, within days, you could be shut off from the church and access to you know its its uh, services and things like that. You know, um, so just just keep it in mind. So, anyways, um, long story short, uh, is there anything else you would like to discuss with the bishop? No, I thought this went very well. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, we won't role play the whole. Sorry, spelling, dude. We can assume Snell uh, is with us for this. Yeah, yeah, he's NPC Cloud. It's fine. So, um, Argus, uh, I'm sorry, not Argus. Um, uh, without role playing it out, basically, what's going to happen is you, you know, you can, you can, you're, you're put up for the night. That whole thing. Um, Bishop doesn't want to see you until the actual ritual takes place, but you are quietly hustled off by these uh, officiates and uh, lower-ranking priests, and you are given Spartan rooms to uh, to rest. And uh, let me just look this up real quick here. Um, so it's what's an what this place is also known for, the Bishop's Palace, is that it has the Episcopal Library here. There's an entire wing that's devoted to the library. Um, and most of it, uh, all imaginable topics, but there's most heavily focused on the chronology of the church itself and the accounts of the deeds and the miracles of the saints. Um, so just be aware that that is a, a resource for you, should you like. Um, doesn't have to be today, but you know you have access to Castle Brackenwald. Um, and uh, so you are kind of given instructions about about what's going to happen. Basically, you're going to have to um, what's that what's that ceremony called where like a knight has to pray the entire night before he gets knighted? Ribbon, oh, like that? vigil or something. Vigil, like the that, vigil. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to do like a vigil, right? So where you're basically going to be stripped down. Um, you're going to be wearing like a breech clout, basically, and you're going to go into um, uh, into the uh, chapel that is within the bishop's palace and you're going to pray all night long like all together basically and you're and uh these uh attendants will like wash you physically of your sins you know and that sort of thing and uh, incense and oils and all this sort of stuff are going to be rubbed all over you and it's just going to be a whole thing um and uh you have to fast and all this sort of stuff um, reflect upon the sins that you may have committed, and because um, he's basically convinced that if you weren't such sinners, this wouldn't have happened to you in the first place, sort of thing, right? Um, I think that's extremely likely. <laughs> um, so, uh, Don, yeah, don't want to, and Halifax would think, uh, unless this is um, uh, we're railroaded into. Uh, in the game playing term, but you know our characters, unless we're physically like shuffled off to this halifax would uh for beginning this process he would want to go back out to uh the the map store knowing that this is something that's either going to like happen every week but i mean felt held yeah you're, if, you're definitely you, yeah, yeah, yeah through this whole thing you know i actually should go back and kind of say like that the uh, the bishop actually kind of got annoyed at you because you probably gave off an air, even though you were very kind of, you know, talking to him and everything like that, that you gave off an, uh, an unconscious air of distraction. That you were kind of only half listening to him. Um, in the back of your mind, you're always like, um, you know, like the, the visions of the ring and the lady 
were kind of floating through your head and you're like, uh, you know, like the, the next step would be to find a good way to get there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's right down there at the base of the hill. Right. Um, so yeah, that would be, yes. but yes, in answer to your question, um, it is not, yeah, they don't have time to like, like, well, you want to go shopping then? Yeah, I guess we could wait a couple hours <laughs> before we do this massive ritual. Right. Um, but they basically is saying like, um, tonight you're going to be doing this vigil. So, um, at this time, I need you to return to the chapel and so so forth and so on. So if you do want to explore the city or do anything in the city, you can. So going back. Oh, because I could just go shopping. I'm not going through the ritual. Yeah, you're not no good to the ritual. They, they do invite you as companions. And in general, the bishop's sort of an outlier. In general, everyone here is very pleasant. They're quiet. and right. But they do offer, like, as a companion, you are more than welcome to take part, um, although you will not receive the actual ritual purification itself. There was that. Uh, John, is there, I, I assume there's some uh, symbol or something that we can flash to the guards to get back in and out. Yeah, yeah. You are given like like a day pass to the city by the bishop. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know. You, Multi-pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you, yeah, you just flash this sort of thing and you can. All right. Okay. You know, yeah, you are, you're protected by the bishop now and the Lady Aramore. Well, that that's passed. The Lady Aramore is done. But. Uh, so All right. going back, going down to the market again, yeah, 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 yeah. Fo following kind of my flowy uh, 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 sense. Yes. So now you feel like you are on the right path, like your flesh is literally withering within your own sight. But you're like, this is what I was meant to do, and then you go down to the go down to the market, and um, there is indeed there's numbers of map sellers here. Um, some of them are obvious, um, you know, artist uh, artistic license was 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 taken, similar to the map that you're looking at right now. Uh, Can we buy that other map, the one that had the hexes on it? That's a, that's the one you want. You're saying, yeah, the hex map, the hex yeah, map. Yeah, all the, the little letters map. and numbers on the yeah, map. Yeah. That's the one I want. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so you do find um, uh, a map seller though that has what you want. Well, we're not going to beat around the bush here. Um, it's your castle, Brackenwald. If you have the money, you can usually get what you want. So uh, there is indeed a uh, very detailed map, um, as far as these things go, of the uh, the the valley of the river Hammoth, which is the main river that uh, extends southward from Lake Longmere. Um, it includes Hag's Addle, um, the town of Prigwart, and uh, the Woodcutter's Encampment, all the way down to Dragon Shantywood Isle. Um, so it does include this uh, stretch of land between Prigwart and the river Hammoth. Um, the map seller is an upstanding man. He stands by his work. Um, he says that uh, he only buys his maps from um, known um, uh, 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 inexperienced ad uh, adventurer slash cartographers, right? Is basically the way that, you know, a very select group of men um, that he trusts. But he is careful to say to all of his customers that should you actually be using this map for guidance, that uh, unfortunately, like unlike the rest of the maps that I have of the rest of the Doman, Doman Wood in particular sometimes does not o does not obey the laws of, uh, of, uh, of nature. <laughs> so... The laws of geography. Yeah. So, despite the uh, the, the general accuracy of the map, uh, uh, not everything is probably to be trusted, and you should always be on your guard, especially in a place here where um, where a fairy is uh, ever present. The map will cost you there... ten gold. We can't Ooh. find anything that's more detailed of Hagzaddle. No, Hagzaddle. Um, even even on the map that he gives you, which is probably the most up close map that you have of the area. Hag's Addle and on that map is actually sort of just like a stretch of like windy river 
that's obviously just sort of been like brushed in, you know what I mean? Like, like without any real knowledge of what, like the turns that the river takes, you know what I mean? It just says like in big letters, Hags Addle, like do not enter. <laughs> you know what I mean? So unfortunately Hags Addle, um, he kind of laughs at the notion and he's like, that's an un unmappable territory. Stay clear, stay, stay far away. The hag is there. You, can you give us any uh, advice how to uh, uh, stay true to our goal? Well, if you're, if you're, he says, if you go from Prigwart, you won't have to go into, you won't have to enter Hagsaddle. Now, of course, sometimes the Hag's reach does, uh, does extend outwards into the forest proper. But uh, should you head directly south into the forest, uh, um, you, uh, you shouldn't have to worry about the Hag. There are certainly other dangers, I'm sure. The hag does the hag live like right on the river? Is what you're saying? She, her dominion, according to what they say, is the either bank uh, of the the stretch between Lake Longmere and the Woodcutters' encampment. What maybe you, maybe you, you as players know? are misinterpreting yeah. what I'm saying. Where this place is, uh, I'm saying it's right around here. Okay. Hags, Hags Addle is all of this stuff right here. I see. Okay. okay yeah, she's got the like the riverbanks. Okay. Yeah, she's got. I follow. She's you. got the riverbanks, which are like all swampy. Now, but he does tell you this, and I don't. I can't remember if Mosselmeyer told you this or not. I think. I think he did. Um, that the place that you're looking for, you'll know you're in the right spot. He says, when you notice that the trees themselves actually form a loop in their trunk, a single loop. Of the, some of the older trees, the older trees themselves, and before continuing straight up. And that's what gives the woods its name, the Looping Wood. I didn't know it was called that. It's right here on the map. I, th oh. I think I did say this back in when you met Mossemeyer. I said the Looping yeah. Wood, and I said L-O-U-P, and you were like, oh, werewolves. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yep, Looping Wood, okay. Not werewolves. That's great. Good. Glad to hear that. All right. Should you see the trees start to take those shapes, that is a that is a remnant of the ancient art of fernging. He says. He looks to you if you know the word. You have not. Fernging is F U R N G I N G. Fernging. That the that the uh, the strain of men at the woodcutter's encampment belong to and it's a the long lost art of tree shaping that uh that uh only that strain of men is uh, still practices and even those in the woodcutters encampment that is long fallen fallen out of fashion only a very few men there um are known to to know that art but alas um it seems that the woodcutters encampment has fallen into uh to disarray and uh dis dissolution terrible shame What's happened there? Hmm. We should uh, get a Gius to go there and sort that out, too. <laughs> oh, you don't need a Gius. No, no. Yeah, they just make it more fun. Uh, campaign here. We're all, it's all Gius based. Uh, <laughs> you just got to layer them like this. this. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right. Um, Anything else? Well, well, I mean, I, I realize this is... I mean, I just want to sort of wander around the market. Well, you know. while we're wandering around the market, John, I want to go make reconnect with some of my old instructors at the uh, at the institute. Oh yeah, okay. 
so the market, Ted, um, just in general, yeah. you can, if there's anything that you basically want to buy, you can probably buy it. Right. Um, barring some of the things that are very, very special that are only sold on one day of the week. Eyes more in the 40 watt range. Exactly. That's only on Friday. We're not going to get that. I was thinking a big long scarf that'll match my red cloak. Um, keep me warm. But, you know, I'm also sort of wandering around uh, just looking for oddities and weirdos that um, <clears throat> do a lot of them lately. So he's just kind of wandering around. Uh, right. So there is, surprisingly enough, on Eggfest, um, the day of Eggfest, that is actually the day when Curios, Taxidermies, and Objet d'Art are actually uh, ah, okay. are actually sold. So, so it came on a more uh, respectable day, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. But the scarf you can certainly purchase. That would cost you a gold if you would like a bright red scarf. I would like a bright red scarf. There you go. Looks quite fetching. Quite cloak. fetching on you, and will. Uh, you are very. You are very prone to getting colds, Ted Dargus. Let's just. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the um, at the uh, uh, institute. Um. Inside, uh, we, we'll just kind of gloss over it, Elfric, of course, but um, chilly flagstone passages, dusty, sprawling libraries, a bunch of cozy studies that are worn by enchanted purple flames, um, secluded alchemical laboratories, that sort of thing. Um, uh, very, a profusion of odd statues that lurk in nooks and corners on high up plinths, um, and you always have the feeling that you're being observed at all times. Uh, so it's very much not Hogwarts, right? It's a very, you know... Uh, it's a non it's a very no nonsense sort of place um, where it's it's not so much like I had professors and I had coursework and I lived in a dorm you know what I mean it's it's <laughs> you know there was none of that it's it's very much like uh, there's just like rooms where we learn things you know what I mean where we experiment and you know where uh, the, the the forces of the universe or that sort of thing um, there are uh, uh who you do know, though, is the um, the divination master, um, is one of the four lecturers there, um, who is now the headmaster, and his name is uh, Professor Edwin Wogelmain, is his name. Um, uh, he is dressed in purple felt, and he has a white beard that goes all the way down to his belly. Ooh, big Gandalf beard. Um, Beak-like nose, um, and he wears um, half-moon spectacles that are sitting on the bridge. Elminster? What's that? Sorry, Elminster. Elminster, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they kind of are perched on the bridge of his nose. Um, uh, he he kind of looks at you blearily as he sort of you know um, as you kind of pass him in the hallways, and he's like, "I don't remember you." <laughs> but you are welcome. Master, you you didn't predict that I would return. <laughs> It's actually a good one, actually. <laughs> Many a hard time did you give me in divinations class. You said I had no talent for it. Well, I'm gl glad to see you're doing well, my boy. Well, except for this like, case of death rot that I'm about to get rid of, but yeah. Ah, uh, well, did you, hmm. he, he, he actually, like, this is actually a difference between almost everyone else you've met. It's like, the death rot, you say, and he, like these claw-like hands sort of come out and he grabs, like, your forearm that is, like, just modeled with black at this point, you know what I mean? Um, and he's like, let me see it then. And he 
looks at it, you know, like turns your arm over and he's like feeling all like the black model thing. Like with no no apparent unease at all, you know, just looking at it, he's like, Hey, that's the death of our Gloam, was it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Got rid of it, did you? At the old abbey. At the old abbey west of uh Prigward. Mm, bad news up there. Bad news. Well, learned we it. learned your lesson, I assume. We 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 killed it with the help of Haramor's knights. Yeah, well done. Did you take a remnant of it? Not much of a remnant left after uh, after one of the priests cast a dispel evil on it. It just kind of disintegrated on us. That's a shame. Collectors they are. You get any of it? Hi. Uh, what did what did he collect? Teeth. Teeth. You got any? Master. I do. Well, hand them over. I hand them over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. Good boy. Good lad. He kind of pats you absentmindedly on the head and goes tottering off down the hall. <laughs> I'm going to the library and I want to go and research everything I can about the old abbey and its curse before um, we go meet back up at the vigil. Okay, cool. I'll give you a second. You can find that some shit. You guys go shop for scarves. I'm going to go save our asses. <laughs> Muppets. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm not the one with Death Rod, dude. Halifax is looking for uh, uh, an herbalist so we can buy stuff so this won't happen again. All right, so um, uh, you find out some, some some things that maybe you've already you already know, but uh, just to reiterate, so uh, this is actually Ted. If you're making taking notes, this is like a good like sort of uh, it's not long, just a couple of points of like a long a long timeline of basically what's what's going on with these things. So. Basically, it's like this. Um, the, uh, you find this out, Elfric. And uh, you find that this is stuff is is something that you get the impression as you're reading these tomes that this is something that the church would probably not want the Imperial Institute to know. Put it that way. Okay, like you're reading something that's a little bit like um, uh, uh, forbidden. Verboten. Yeah, verboten. Yeah. yeah. 400 years ago, approximately, around the year 1201, AR. All right. A being known as, and you've heard the name, the Nag Lord, apparently is known to have arrived in Dolmenwood. But there are records that no one really knows from where or why or what its motives are or what kind of being it is, right? But this thing of chaos arise in Dolmenwood about 400 years ago. 50 years later, about 1251 AR. Um, it is known, and you've heard this story, that the uh, Saint Cluid slays the Atticorn Sallowbrig. I don't know if you've actually heard the name yet. Um, but, Sallowbrig. Yeah, Sallowbrig. So Sallow and then Brig is B-R-Y-G. Um, and Atticorn was like an anti-unicorn or something like yeah, that. Exactly, that? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So um, well, now what you're seeing here is that um, it's it's a, the reason why the Naglord was actually mentioned first is that you see the first mention that an Atticorn, um, they are supposed to be the servants of the Naglord, created by him, by it, I should say. Um, so you, this is where the story picks up, where you kind of know it, right? So, so included, um, arrives at the spot where the abbey is now, and at that time was just a ring of dolmens, and in the midst of that ring of dolmens fought Salabrig, um, and uh, they destroyed each other. 
Then, uh, at the site of the death of St. Cloud, uh, about 50 years later, the Abbey of St. Cloud was actually built. So around 1301, the Abbey was built. Then, about only a, a scant 100 years ago, in about 1501, the Abbey was destroyed. Some sort of catastrophic event occurred, and you've also heard this as well. Um, this is what the ghostly priest actually relayed to you, right? There was something happened about 100 years ago. And uh, so for about 200 years, the Abbey was thriving. Lots of, lots of monks, and it was like the seat of the church's power. In fact, you see in these records that it wasn't just the Abbey that is claimed by the church, but it was the center of the church's power in the midst of Dolmenwood, in that all of the lands surrounding the Abbey along the banks of Lake Longmere were also claimed by the church, and the church still to this day claims those lands. Um, so they're sort of like the papal states, except that there's no one there, you know, or no, right. no one of the church can actually back up that claim, basically. So some something mysterious happened about a hundred years ago, and the and the and the place was uh, deemed unholy and unclaimable, um, and uh, people who visited or are tarried there too long um, always met with some sort of horrible end, as you. As you're opening this book and looking at your withered hands, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, you, um, there's a lot of uh, so there's a lot of uh, what do you call it? Um, speculation about exactly what uh, you know what is there at the at the Abbey right now. So there's rumors that there's like a secret vault that lies beneath the chapel. Um, that is warded against intrusion, but houses like the holy, um, the holy relics of Saint Cluid himself. Um, that the uh, that the crypts beneath the abbey have been desecrated and are now haunted by unnatural presences. Um, and that's that, a good bet. Yeah, and you have uh, uh, several parties of clerics have been known to actually have delved into there, but have never returned. Um, there is. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to decide what would be in that book or not. Um, there's rumors that the dead find no rest on the grounds of the Abbey. You have witness to that, but uh, there's also a follow-up rumor that says that anyone buried there will soon climb out of the grave to take part in unhallowed masses. Uh, you do hear you do see something that was written by what appears to be a great scholar that says that the, uh, the Abbey was built on the site of great geomantic energy, which attracted the interests of the men known as the Droon, even cool. during the Abbey's heyday. Okay. So these are the things that you, you hear. Um, and then you, th you see throughout these texts and stuff like that, there's always this sort of um, almost heretical notion that uh, no one really knows what happened to St. Cluid and Salobrig, right? Like they basically fought each other to a standstill, uh, but no one, you know, this, the, the church's story is, is that they found St. Cluid's body and he was interred below in the crypts and the abbey was built atop it. But when you dig deeper and deeper, you find that there is real no evidence. There's no eyewitness accounts of the act of, of, of people actually encountering the body of St. Cluid himself and certainly not of the Atticorn Salabrig. Okay. All right. Got it. Well, that's useful. 
I, <clears throat> I go find. Uh, I'm taking notes on all this stuff, copying down as things as quickly as I can, so that I can refer back to it later on. Especially if they reference any other tomes, that I don't have time to go find right now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So also, I think that this will be useful for Mosselmer, Mosselman, Mosselmeyer, Mosselmeyer. Mm -hmm. I go find the scar shoppers when they're done. The scar shoppers. Okay. Cool. Yep. Uh, uh, speaking of speaking of scarves, so John, so John, are there? Um, uh, is there an herbalist? Yep. Yep. Certainly. Saw a few things on the uh, on the uh, herbalist that uh, Halifax would be just to find. Sure. Uh, what were you looking for? Uh, Usen's balm help uh, uh, deuce uh, encumbrance be helpful. Um. Arrowhaim uh, to save against uh, poison against magical disease. I'm full of that now. And uh, a few doses of Lily White. Okay. Give me one second here. He would uh, uh, recommend Argus get some of that as well. Argus be like, oh yeah, you think? Herbs? You put a lot of faith in the herbs? Uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this lily white, if we can find some, it'll uh, uh, help you sleep better, even when it's uh, cold and rough outside. And, uh, I, I got to tell you, you 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 look like a, a, a guy who really, really needs uh, his beauty sleep. So this is what I'm going to say, even though it doesn't play, play this out in the actual description of the of the city. That I'm going to say that um, because it is Castle Brackenwald. And that most things are available. I'm going to up the level of, or I'm going to lower the level of rarity by one step for each one of these things. So things that are uncommon will be common, rares will be uncommon. Okay. So um, Arrowhaim, for instance, we'll have to roll for it, for it is now uncommon. Okay. Um, Boson's Balm you can get, and the Lily White you can just get. Okay. So let's roll for the Arrowhaim. So that, that'll be a three and six chance. So go ahead and roll for a six hundred. Uh, that is a five. A five. Okay, so you cannot get the Arrowhaim. Um, so before you spend the money on Bolson's Bomb, to be, to be specific, there is indeed a herbalist who can sell you this stuff. So uh, Bolson's Bomb is their roots that are dredged up from a rare river weed. Um, you're supposed to eat them at breakfast, and the herb stimulates the body's energies, bringing on great endurance for one day. So... Um, we are using detailed encumbrance. So uh, basically the weight of your character's armor is reduced by 50%, which is pretty big when it comes to movement. Um, for a day or something? Is that for one day, yeah. 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 So that's going to be, that'll be really sweet for traveling in general across hexes and will also um, be good for dungeon exploration as well. Sure. Okay. You do it, right? Oh, by... Um... So they're 15, those. 15 gold each. I'll do a couple of those for 30. Lily White, which will cost you three gold, uh, to be specific. Uh, it's carefully dried and folded petals of a marsh lily. You smoke them, smoke the petals in a pipe. Uh, it brings on a deep, soporific state that aids sleep in harsh conditions. So, smoked before bed, you gain a plus two bonus to any con checks required to rest. 
Ooh, Argus. Tasty. Yeah, I'll buy five of those. Tasty. <laughs> and I guess I need to buy a pipe, too. <laughs> yes, you do need to buy a pipe. Uh, we'll say a pipe will cost you, if you know, assuming it's just a normal utilitarian pipe, it'll cost you five silver. Your love of the halfling's leaf has <laughs> left you at all. <laughs> it's clouded your mind. True. I think both of those will be... Uh... Very good purchases for us. Any other mushrooms or herbs? There's lots of good ones that are good for traveling and stuff like that. Uh, Those are the ones that, that stuck out to me. Well, like Wayfarrow, for instance, is really nice. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that is really good. I didn't see that one. Yeah, so uh, have we done a force march yet? No. If you do it, so the, so if you do a force march, basically, you can you can go. Um, uh, further than you normally would during a day. Um, so you can, you know, if you really need to get to a place, you can really do it. The only catch is, is that once you get there, you have to take a full night's rest. Like, I, I mean, a full day's rest. Like, you, you can't operate the next day because you're so exhausted. So um, it's really good, like, when you, when you got to get to a place, right? You know, and, but the trade-off is that you have to waste a day afterwards. So with Wayfarrow, um, you have a 50% chance of being fit for action the following day. Where before you had a zero percent chance of being fit for action, so it's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm just I'm just describing this thing. I'm not saying like you better get it or you're going to be in trouble. I'm just saying like if you if you. Oh, it does sound cool. Yeah. They are the desiccated red berries of a thorny bush, and you chew the berries. Brings on. Oh my god. Brings. On. I don't. I have never taking blood canker. Risk of <laughs> oh yeah, blood canker is great. Through that. It's pretty good though. That the trade-off is good. You, it's the rust red dried residue of a slime mold. Um, you, you mix it with alcohol and then you drink it, and it cures one d three hit points. So it's what if I smoke it? Well, then you're really fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a two and six two and six chance of permanently reducing the character's con by one point. <laughs> That's rough. But hey, man, when you need the HP. Sometimes you got to make the tough calls. All right. So, this would be uh, funny to get some of that and slip it into Ted's drinks. Thanks, man. So let's end this on the ritual instead of uh, shopping, shall we? Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to buy my scarf before we go. Okay. One GP. Yeah. We can also retcon and go back to the market if you want to when we start up next session. But in general, you spend the day um, enjoying the markets of, uh, of Castle Brackenwold and the sights and sounds of the city. Um, and you are very pleased with yourself as you have, you have, uh, um, you have gotten a deal with the Bishop Sanguine. So once again, the vigil, oils, prayers, rituals, all that sort of stuff, the night, the, the, the night of fasting, all that sort of good stuff. And you are feeling as holy as you'll ever get. You were taken, um, make sure I get it here. It's a pretty cool place. So uh, there was a bishop named Pastoral II, who about 150 years ago was uh, enamored of astronomy. Um, and he had several additions made to the Bishop's Palace itself, including what is uh, known as the Stellarium. Uh, and it has a map of the heavens that are painted on the ceiling itself. Uh, and it has a... Yeah, uh, it's actually located directly above the throne room. And then attached to it is the Night Tower, what's known as the Night Tower, which has a, um, a whole bunch of telescopes that are actually aimed at the stars, which is kind of cool. So... Um, 
the ritual was actually going to take place in the Stellarium itself. So it's quite a peaceful and lovely uh, room. So that you know the the whole it's like a being in the planetarium, right? So the whole the whole ceiling is dark and painted black, and it has like a re relatively accurate representation of the night sky in it. Um, and uh, uh, the ritual basically takes place. I don't have all the full details, of course, but uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, you, you. There are there are altars that are laid out, and you guys are placed naked upon on top of these altars. And um, uh, when you see each other um, in your full forms without clothes on, and you can you can witness how badly you all look. It's like it's like really really bad. You know, uh, maybe Argus, are you in the room? Maybe at least uh, watching. I'll go through the the cleansing ritual. Argus is a pious guy. Yeah, I mean, you would. I mean, this is like a like a couple's massage. Well, you would go through the vigil, but then you would sort of be invited into the room to sort of be there, but to sort of right. stand off to the side. And so you, right, right, you, right. you're also taken aback by um, by just how awful they look. Like their skin is um, started. You know, it, 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 I should say, <clears throat> Snell and <throat> Snell and Halifax look a lot better than Alfred. Alfred looks the worst. He's not looking good at all. Does he have bubos? Yeah, he's starting to get get the get the odd bubo. Okay, uh, but but it's more like the snaking vein like. Um, uh, uh, network of blackness that's basically spreading up. I'm starting to get up to yeah. his neck and stuff like that. So it's pretty bad. It's coughing pretty regular, regularly now. So by the way, Elfric, um, ever since um, you left Prewart along the Hosarai Road, even before you met those women on the road, the uh, sounds of the moaning of the dead ceased and you did not feel anything in your head. Um, so, I, enjoy the, I enjoy the silence. Yes. Uh, you left a lawyer or something. So you... Um, uh, yeah, and the Bishop Sanguine enters and doesn't speak to you at all, basically. But they uh, they perform this very long uh, uh, ritual that is all in liturgic um, that you don't, I don't think any of you speak. Um, so, uh, you know, you got their tomes out and they're waving stuff around and all the, all the putting incense and all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and uh, they basically... Uh, get the rot out of you it is re removed from your body is it expelled from you yeah um it is a uh, probably a relatively painful process i would assume it probably manifests in some sort of way like maybe it's maybe vomited forth from your mouth or something like that you know uh but the sheer power of what you witness is kind of takes your breath away as well um, in that this man who's sort of cranky and um, the typical like I'm, I'm a powerful church guy you know um uh, can manifest this sort of power uh, with his fellow brothers is pretty out, pretty amazing. Like he's got very, very serious skills. Um, at the same oh, time, you feel you can feel like the 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 signing of the contract basically happen um, in a certain way. Like the moment that it's expelled from you, um, you would take on this other burden, um, equally as weighty, um, equally as much of a doom in the true sense of the word doom. Uh, upon you, right? Like not not necessarily a, a bad thing, but like a, a fate, right? Is is upon you that you um, sort of thing. So um, you are now basically uh, uh, you are tied irrevocably, irrevocably to the church, right? You are now um, agents of the church um, more so than anyone just swearing a vow. It's much more like you know, it's it's a cosmic thing with you now, right? Like you are servants of the Peleotic Church. Um, Argus, you are not. You are a you are a free willed man. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, um, uh, as it should. Be. 
but I do I do want to be clear that I, I of course I, I I abhor like actual game railroading and all that sort of stuff and removing the agency and stuff like that. So you guys can do whatever you want, um, but uh, just be aware that the church is always watching. Basically, is what's basically what's going on now. Um, I'll trade so they'll suffer in the afterlife if they don't do what they're supposed to do, right? Uh, or that... suffer very real in in the real life too. Um, you know if if. Being excommunicated in this church has much more real life effects than even in our real uh, right. history, right? You know, the, the, you know, really bad things could happen should you be um, not liked by the church. So just be aware. Also, I, I mean, I I don't see Halifax Buck in this at all, man. Like he's yeah, he's seeing like this, like this is good in every single way. It aligns with his goals, aligns with his new goals, aligns with his like quest to like you know. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this is this is all good, man. You guys had already, like you said, you had already made sort of like a vow to a lesser degree um, in a, a similar way. It's just as you had made it to a to a man, and now you're making it to God, basically. So, say again, Mike. We just need like six more levels, and then we're good to go. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, before we close out for the night, um, what is your plan now? That you are cleansed, you basically are sort of at square one, right? Like you basically are like you can do anything. I I think we should go do the Mosselmeyer uh, quest, which also happens to be the one for Swinney. So yeah, I mean that's that's very much what he's going to push for. Yeah. 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 All right. So the bronze can, ring is next. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So do you plan to do it by going back to pre-war and sort of? Regrouping and then going south, or do you want to go directly there from the road? Yeah, we got to go get our um, donkey and, yeah. uh, get and maybe leave our horses behind because if we're going to be going through the woods, they're not going to be much use, right? Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, it'd be harder to travel. Yeah, slow you down. So maybe we house the horses, we take the donkey, we head down south from Prigwort, um, we look for the brass ring. Cool, awesome. Hey. Uh, Are we getting sir? John. Yeah. Uh, so the ritual itself would take place actually on the 18th of Limewald. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, because you would have to spend the night in vigil. Yeah. So. And it takes all day? Uh, yes. So it, it really would be like an all day thing. So I'm going to say like on the day that right. you're ready to travel, it'll actually be the 19th. So why don't. We at the very last thing that we do um, is roll for weather, just so we know what it's going to be like next time. So, okay. So give me a two d six roll, please. I got it. I've got a ten. A ten. Yikes! A frigid, yeah. a frigid mist descends upon Castle Brackenwold. Um, that is going to give you um, hazy visibility as far as travel goes, which isn't poor visibility, but it's not great. Does okay. anyone else want to just camp out in town until the weather gets better? You can do that. You can certainly do that. We just roll every day until I'll go you would, you would have to... So now that the ritual is done, basically, the bishop doesn't come in to check to see how you're doing or anything like that afterwards. You know, it's, it's sort of like you're on your own. So um, uh, uh, just, with warnings, like, you know, remember, always remember the abbey. But then you're basically shunted off into the city. So um, if you want to spend days here, you have to spend the money. Right. Uh, what's the market on the 19th? Uh, 
Mining tools. What day of the week is that? That'll be uh, that'll be Frisk, and it happens to be the Saint Albreth feast. Yay! They probably do celebrate it here. Uh, Frisk, uh, the market wines and rare spirits on Frisk. Um, but why don't we attend to that next time? It's getting late. We should probably start. Um, in the meantime, uh, if you want to stay longer, just let me know next session, and we'll go from there. But uh, today on Limewald, there's a frigid mist, so uh, um, yeah. it's probably going to be the iced wines today at the uh, at the market. Yeah. And that is that is two days sleeping. That's two more hit true. points. Very true. Yeah. So if you are hurt, uh, you get two more hit points. I'm back to full, baby. Yeah. You are given lodgings during the course of the ritual. Um, uh, the night of the nineteenth, though, you are you are on your own as far as. Uh, where you like to stay, but there are, Get out. there are plenty of nice places around here. All right, guys. Uh, once again, that was an awesome time. Uh, well done with talking to the bishop. It was not a foregone conclusion, so I, I was interested in hearing what you guys had to say, and you did it pretty awesome. So congratulations on getting rid of the death. That was, that, that was a good suggestion, Mike. I, I was one hundred percent convinced we were going to be out digging up fucking roots and shit in the woods. I didn't think lost, cold, dying. <laughs> oh, so much, so much good shit in the golden wood, but that's okay. All right, we'll get there. Jim. We'll get there. So many, so many hexes, so little time. Okay, so uh, I think we will see you all next week. I believe, um, unless something comes up. But other than that, I think we're good to go. So. Uh, everyone, thanks again for watching. Uh, uh, really appreciate everyone, all the support and all the great comments. Um, please uh, like and subscribe and, sh sh and sh share the channel. Um, it would help us a lot. And we will see you guys all next time. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. And if anyone wants to write more poetry about the game, feel free. Yes, that, yes. <laughs> we love we love the poetry. We love any sort of uh, any sort of user input. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Have a good week.